Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. But oh, thank God, as I gaze upon the horizon, I see a new wave of anointing and the glory of God. I started preaching about it in Winter Bible Seminar 2003. I started preaching God's greater glory, and I've been talking about it ever since. And I want you to know, I believe that we have entered into the beginning of that revival. A new wave of salvation, a new wave of healing, a new wave of miracles, a new wave returning to our first love, the power of God, a wave of demonstration that we have not seen yet. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the series, The Anointing Breaks the Chains by Ken Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Ken Hagen's message. There's a hunger again, a stirring for the Word of God. I want you to notice that there's an excitement in the air. And as we march on, you know, about the, about the end of the 80s, in the beginning of the 90s, something else took place. There was a downturn. Actually, there was some division. Many of those that had been involved in the charismatic renewal, many of those that had been involved in the faith message, took off with a new movement that was denying the move of the Spirit of God. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Back in the 80s and 90s, the late 80s and early 90s, let me say this, there, there was another revival that came. And that was the revival of laughter and joy. Excuse me, I jumped, uh, I jumped uh, uh, too far ahead. And uh, people began to dance in the Spirit. People began to laugh in the spirit. It was just for a season. If you'll notice, God sends things for seasons. There's, there's waves of revival. There's seasons. And how many of you enjoyed that season when there was laughter and, and excitement of people were jumping and so forth and so on? And these demonstrations were not new to me. I saw them as a boy growing up. But then all of a sudden, some of those, like I said, that come out of that, uh, that movement of the 60s and 70s, they said, wait a minute, this is too much for me. This is too much for me. They began to pull back. The anointing was squelched. Demonstrations were smothered. And eventually... They relegated the move of the Holy Spirit to the back room. And then some went so far. And I, I'm not talking about other churches. I am talking about charismatic, faith movement, spirit-filled churches at the time. And some of the Pentecostal denominations are going this way. I know because I've talked to them. Doc Horton was an overseer in the Church of God movement for many years and he's talked to many of their leaders and the same thing is happening there. But you see, it's because 
people are wanting a crowd. But I remember back when my dad was pastoring in the 40s. I want you to know it was a popular, but he did not compromise any hell to the teaching of the demonstration of the power of God, the anointing. And you saw where it took him. It took him from those little bitty churches in East Texas. And some of those churches, uh, they, wanted, uh, they wasn't hardly much bigger than this platform. The last one he pastored wasn't much bigger than this platform. But where did he end up? When he went home to be with the Lord in September 2003, there were over 10,000 people that came from all over the world to honor his home going right here in this auditorium. But that's because of the anointing and he wouldn't compromise. He wouldn't compromise. Friend, I want to tell you something. We can't afford to relegate the Holy Spirit to the back room. When we do, then we say there's no demonstration in our services and we will not mention speaking in tongues and we won't have any of it. Then all of a sudden, churches began to grow, but the anointing was gone and they were like the apostle Paul said. He said they had a form of godliness, but they denied the power thereof. Friend, you can have a form of godliness, but you deny the power. When you deny the power, you send the anointing out the door and you have nothing left but whatever you can do in the natural. And I'm a pretty good orator. I'm a pretty good speech maker. I did pretty good in school in speech and making making speeches. And and I can be I can be a pretty good motivational talker, but I want to tell you something. All of that is of no avail if there's no anointing to it. Thank God for our accomplished musicians that have the anointing. But I'm going to tell you what, you can put somebody up that's not so accomplished. This used to happen when I was a little kid and I was dad and when dad was in a denomination and I'd go to the, to the council, district councils with him and they put these people up that were professional. I mean, they were good. They had trained voice there and they would sing and people would say, oh, that's good, praise the Lord. <laughs> and then there'd be a lady and a sort of a, 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 a large lady and, and her husband was real tall and skinny and he beat a guitar. Now I want you to know I said he didn't play it. He beat on it. <laughs> Gene, you ever seen any of those that do that? I know Brother, Brother Dillard has seen those. I know. I know his background. And you know what? They could start singing. They weren't so polished. They weren't so professional but the whole place would come unglued. You know why? It was the anointing. It was the anointing. And your messages and your teaching is no good unless it has the anointing. But oh, thank God, as I gaze upon the horizon, I see a new wave of anointing and the glory of God. I started preaching about it 
in Winter Bible Seminar 2003, I started preaching God's greater glory. And I've been talking about it ever since. And I want you to know, I believe that we've entered into the beginning of that revival. A new wave of salvations, a new wave of healing, a new wave of miracles, a new wave returning to our first love, the power of God, a wave of demonstration that we have not seen yet. If Jesus depended on the anointing, and Paul depended on the anointing. And Peter and all the rest of them, John, depending on the anointing. Then, friend, we must depend on the anointing. Acts 10, 38, Peter said, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. I want you to notice, he said, how God anointed. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's look at Isaiah 61. Beginning with the first verse. The sovereign the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year, the year of the Lord's favor, the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn, to provide those who grieve in Zion, to bestow upon them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, a garment of praise instead of the spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planning of the Lord for the display of his splendor. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and replace long and, and restore the places long devastated and they will renew the reared cities and that have been devastated by generations. Friend, I want to tell you something. We will, with the anointing, begin to rebuild that, that the devil has come in and gradually, 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 gradually taken away. We're going to restore that with the anointing of God. That's what he's talking about here. God has anointed us. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. You can say that. If you, you are anointed. That's what we anointed to do. And you will be called priests of the Lord. You will be named ministers of God. 
You will feed on the wealth of nations and in their riches you will boast. Instead of their shame, my people will receive a double portion. Instead of disgrace, they will rejoice in their inheritance. So they will inherit a double portion in their land and everlasting joy will be theirs. For I, the Lord, loves justice. I hate robbery and iniquity. In my faithfulness, I will reward them and make an everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants will be known among the nation and their offspring among the peoples. All who see them will acknowledge that they are, they are the people the Lord has blessed. If we will not compromise, if we will keep the anointing, they will have to stand up and recognize that we are the people of the Lord and we are the people that the Lord has blessed. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. This month's special offer, the three CD series by Kenneth E. Hagan, A Fresh Anointing for just $21. Call now, 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagin Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, Let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. And then March the 31st through April the 3rd, we're going to be up in uh, Topeka, Kansas, Kansas at yes. Light of the World Christian Fellowship with uh, Pastors Greg and Debbie Varney. Yes. Hey, come on out and be with them. Call today to get this month's special offer, the three CDs by Kenneth E. Hagen, A Fresh Anointing, for just $21. Call now. The number to call is one 888 Faith 99. That's toll free. 1-888-FAITH-99. Have you missed a day of teaching and want to catch up? Then be sure to subscribe to the Rama for Today podcast. Find out what thousands of other listeners have discovered today. Visit rhema.org or subscribe to the podcast in the Apple iTunes store now. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Ken Hagen, The Anointing Breaks the Chains. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen.